There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Join the ASA because you get a better voice as an investor out there. So if there's something that you're not happy with with a company, rather than you take it on at a personal level to write in to the directors to say, hey, I'm not happy about this and what is your response? Put it to the ASA. The ASA has company monitors on key companies. Nothing like many, many voices that get heard as opposed to a lone voice. I'm speaking with Russell Markham, Director of Education, Asia-Pacific at VectorVest. He has degrees aplenty in economics, accounting and financial planning and more than 20 years of experience implementing this knowledge in financial analysis and planning. G'day, Russell. Hi, how are you going, Phil? So, Russell, today we're talking about buying shares with rising earnings, rising sales and rising net profit margins. What does all that mean? Break it down for us, please. Effectively, what you want to do is you want to buy those companies making more and more money year in and year out. So you want to identify them. Are they growing their earnings year in and year out? In addition, you want to make sure that those companies not only are increasing their earnings, but they're also increasing their sales. What's what's the difference between those two concepts? Well, earnings is what you're making per share, effectively. So an earnings per share, this is how much a company makes per share. A sales rate, on the other hand, or sales, it's the total revenue that you bring in. So you're selling more widgets or selling whatever you're producing? Correct. You're selling more, but you want to also be growing your earnings. You can sell more, but you can have declining earnings. So you want to be profitable, and that's where we also throw in net profit margin. So for every $1 of sales that I make, what am I making in profit? So if I'm selling $100, how much am I making in profit? So if you're finding a company that's making $80 out of every $100 of sales it makes, great as opposed to a company that might have five times as many sales, but for every $100 worth of sales it makes, it's losing $2. So from a sales perspective, it looks good on paper. You say, wow, this company's got great sales. And then you look at the net profit margin and you go, oh, hang on, it's losing money. You're better off to go with a company that does less in sales, but has an 80 cent profit margin, 80 cents on the dollar or 80 dollars in every $100 of sales. Can you give us a simple example or an analogy of um, that might be make sense to someone who doesn't have a lot of experience in shares and companies? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's pretend you and I own a coffee shop. All right. So I love coffee. In year you, you've one. You've got me there. I'm a, I'm a coffee <laughs> addict. <laughs> coffee. So in year one, we're sitting down, you and I are directors in this coffee shop. And we look at the paperwork and we've been audited by our accounting firm there and we've got the final numbers in front of us. And you say, uh, well done, Russell, we did $100,000 in sales. 
you know, so I'm looking a bit gloomy. Yeah, yeah, Phil, look, you know, 100,000 sales, but uh, I'm afraid to say that, you know, we're not going to take a salary or a, a payment or drawing, if you wish, from this company this year because, oh, we actually owe a few people a bit of money and we actually ended up with a $20,000 loss. You go, oh, well, how could that be? We, we, we did so much in sales. Well, you know, for every $1 that we sold in sales, Phil, we kind of lost a few cents in the dollar because we weren't going too well. As opposed to the next year, let's say for whatever reason, we grow our sales 20-fold. Wow, sales have grown 20-fold. So the sales look excellent. We're all feeling pretty good. And then you sit down at the end of the year with me and I say, well, uh, we are profitable. We made a lot of sales and we're profitable. So we're feeling a bit relieved. But you notice I'm still not looking all that excited. And so, yeah, look, for every $1 of sales that we made, we made one cent in profit. And although we've made a lot of sales, thank goodness for a lot of sales, we've just kind of managed to squeak through and we'll take a tiny little bit of a, a wage each this year as a result. And let's say, and then by year three, we make a lot of sales. And this time around, instead of making one cent in every dollar for profit, we're making 80 cents in every one dollar of sales. And that's the type of company I want. Company number three as an investor. I want a company that's growing its sales. Oh, that sounds great. That's the coffee shop I want. Exactly. Who doesn't want that, right? I'm not too sure the consumer wants it because why is your margin so high? You know, you must be clearly charging a fortune uh, for those coffees. Yes, but it might be very good coffee that um, people come back for. Absolutely. Well, the growing sales proves it, right? They're coming back. <laughs> that's right. And that's what that's what's happening with a company as well, because a company will have growing sales because they've got something that they can't get elsewhere. Correct. And pharmaceutical companies, for example, that sell uh, critical types of medicines or vaccines, whatever it might be, people will pay the money because, well, there's no substitute for it. I need to buy the adrenaline or I need to buy the vitamins or whatever it might be. And as a result, they can grow their revenue and at the same time grow their profits in line because effectively more sales at the same margin in many cases. Not always, but uh, I've seen it quite a bit in some of the pharmaceutical companies. So taking it from the, the coffee shop example to a real company on the share market, where do you identify these earnings and sales and profit margins from? Yeah, Phil, I've got to admit, I cheat. I use I use VectorVest to do it for me. Um, I just want the answers um, there quickly at my fingertips. So I've just generated a, a quick little search myself in a tool that we call UniSearch. So for example, I've run a little search here this morning, find me stocks with a net profit margin has changed by more than 30% over the last year. Find me stocks where the sales growth rate has grown by more than 20% over the last year. And find me stocks where the earnings are growing over the last 52 weeks. So in this particular case, I'm finding stocks where there are good earnings. And I run the search and it brings back the stocks to me. So some of the stocks here at my fingertips are SAR, uh, I'll just talk ticker codes here, SLR, CSL, and QBE, for example. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to rush out and buy those stocks. Because that's only half the story, isn't it? Correct. I need to make sure the timing's going to stack up in my favor, and I do need to do a bit more research. But it's nice now to know that, hey, I've got these stocks in front of me that meet this criteria. And that criteria is pretty good criteria. It speeds 
up my investigation work dramatically. Now I've got the short list and I can do my final checks and balances to make a smart, informed decision. So you present at a lot of Australian shareholders' meetings at uh, various chapters. And so there's a lot of uh, very smart, very informed, very involved people. But a lot of them actually would like to spend more time on the golf course or uh, traveling around. And this is, therefore, they might use something like VectorVest. Is that what you're finding? Yeah, absolutely. It's a time saver. You know, it's for people that want to do it themselves. They, they want full control of their finances, but at the same time, too, they don't want to be spending hours upon hours behind their computer. They just want a quick, easy way to do things where they're in full control. And that's where we come in. We give you the tools, we empower you so you can make those decisions. We give you a portfolio system. So we have a portfolios tab. We are not fund managers, we're not brokers. So we don't manage anybody's money. We just give you the tools so you can design and implement the very type of portfolio that you're after. For a lot of our retiree investors, a lot of their portfolios, we're not doing much more than about seven or eight trades a year on average. So many of the portfolios that they have set up for themselves to empower themselves, seven or eight trades a year, and it's very doable. So yes, then you can then get the time on the golf course. You get that work-life balance. I don't think I've met too many investors that say, you know, I like to sit behind my computer nine hours a day looking at my stocks. Yep, there's not very many Warren Buffetts out there who um, read uh, balance sheets <laughs> for pleasure, are there? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're a great supporter of the Shareholders Association. What do you think people can get out of being a member of the association? Join the ASA because you get a better voice as an investor out there. So if there's something that you're not happy with with a company, rather than you take it on at a personal level to write in to the directors to say, hey, I'm not happy about this and what is your response, put it to the ASA. The ASA has company monitors on key companies. So chances are if you've got something that's upsetting you about a company, check in with the ASA and they'll say, oh, that's the person you need to speak to. He or she is the company monitor for that company. And before you know it, you put in touch with a company monitor and they might say, yep, you're one of 500 others that has raised this very issue and we will represent you as a bigger voice. And that service, I think, is very good to have out there in the marketplace for investors. Nothing like many, many voices that get heard as opposed to a lone voice. Russell, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for having me, Phil. This podcast is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice as we don't know your personal financial situation, so you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. 